0: Hello and welcome to the Zwift, the SBS podcast. As the days get longer, I'm looking forward to riding the roads again. But I couldn't be happier with the work I've put in on Zwift over the winter to keep in shape. Having completed so many of their Fun is Fast event series, I know that when I venture back out onto the road again, I'm ready to climb mountains, push through fondos and speed through intervals. And the workouts, they're all still available. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Right on.
1: Bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes, and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au, slash Log logger rides with our friends at Zwift. Uh, lo- joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Uh, I'm cold. Yeah, you no. Know, <laughs> we've got layers on. <laughs> we've got, yeah, so
2: something. it's a beautiful day outside. It's going to be 24 degrees yeah. in May alban can you
1: believe that couch peloton but but what what do they do here they decided here at sbs to test the air conditioning and i'm sure they lost the key because it's jammed on full gas and and it's minus 10 degrees and it's actually it
2: feels this is the coldest room the studio is the coldest room in the whole building.
1: it's terrible yeah you got the winter bullies on i've got all the all the layers on anyway joining us all the way for Canberra is gracie elvin Uh, how are you gracie
3: Hi, guys. Good to be back. Um, I share your pain. I'm currently wearing Ugg boots. Um, It was a beautiful day in Canberra as well, but my house is a little (laughs) icebox.
2: I was going to ask you. uh, Canberra is known to get some pretty damn cool overnight lows. Uh, Yeah, I guess you are absolutely hanging out. Well, we are. First day of spring. Yeah, absolutely. You must be just waiting for that nice weather to pick up. (laughs)
3: Uh, it already has here, but uh, not inside, unfortunately. So I've been trying to spend <laughs> as much time outside as I'm allowed in the current restrictions.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: good stuff. All right, don't we all. Anyway, let's have a look at the uh, stage that we had yesterday in the Vuelta. And, uh, Maka, take us through the last 700 metres. Yeah, this was a it was
2: a bit of a crazy 700 metres, Gracie. They, they made this left-hand turn, and then we all thought, according to the race book, it was going to be a straight line sprint, but there were sort of corners all the way in, weren't there?
3: Yeah, gosh, that was really the main thing I was thinking about when watching this stage. It was like, another corner, another corner another corner it just they just kept coming and I don't know I think that it's the Volta they tend to do tricky stages in this tour much more so than at the Tour de France but man it must be so hard to get it right um you know Jakobsen pulled it off once again with with the help of his wolf pack but I actually think that Michael Matthews has had his best ride to date how what do you guys think do you think Michael managed to position, position himself a little bit better this time
2: yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I'm with you, and the fact that he was, uh, what was he, third on that stage yeah. that he that we think he should have won, yeah. or you know that was his best chance, the, the with,
1: one we, the one that got away, with the, the one that
2: got away. With, Magnus Court Nielsen, but you're right, he actually did just about everything right um, on this one. I think he was Jakobsen's just quicker. Yeah, he's just a bit more of a purist, isn't he? And I don't think it would have mattered if Michael had been in front of
1: Jakobsen in that last 150 having said this uh we know mike michael matthews is not a pure sprinter yeah and there was an interview of him just before the start of the stage where he was saying the tailwind the way it's shaped this is going to be a pure sprinter stage so that like the writing was already on the book from the start pretty much yeah if he wasn't to break away that was never going to be for michael matthews no no
2: totally no they sort of said i mean we everyone talked. Talked about it being the last chance yeah. for the sprinters. Like pretty much from here to the finish, now the sprinters probably won't get their day. Um, yeah. And remembering, we keep having to re- remind everyone: the final stage is not around the streets of Madrid; it's an individual TT. So, hundred percent.
1: But let's talk about the the winner here, Jakobsen. We see some some celebrations here. Yeah, pure sprinter, green jersey is the leader. Is the king of the sprint at the Vuelta. He is. Three-stage wins, Gracie.
2: um, He's the only one to do it. His comeback is more than complete, isn't it? And I asked the question of Matty Keen and I'm curious to see what you think. Next year, already, the discussions are going to be about, I think, who will go to the Tour de France for de Koenig. They haven't signed Cavendish yet. Surely this man, he's just given himself the best sort of... uh, uh, advertising for Lefevre and the management at De Kernick to make him the number one sprinter for 2022?
3: Yeah, probably. I hadn't even thought about it, to be honest, but it's a great question and I really think that they would be looking at that young blood and Kev had his fairy tale year who knows if he's going to keep going probably will but um yeah I think it'll be interesting to see who they take but I can't imagine that they would look past Jakobsen as the the up-and-coming uh dominant sprinter in the peloton yeah
2: Yeah. it's uh it is a look it's a discussion I'm really jumping the gun no sorry (laughs) I'm looking months in advance but um yeah, uh, Keno and I were chatting about it. I think off mic even, or maybe on mic, last night. Cav can't really go. Well, he he could go somewhere else, but he's not going to get the success. Yeah, is he? He wants to stay. So I think as the year comes draws to a close, and all the transfer discussions happen, I think uh, that will be the most one of the yeah. most interesting ones.
1: Hundred uh, percent. Let's. I've uh, listened to the person that finished second in that uh, in that uh, stage is Jordi Muse. He explains really well how the sprint went on.
4: Congratulations on this second place. Though when you cross the line, you were really really disappointed. That was a tricky sprint with these corners. Thanks, man. Tell us how you managed it. Uh, yeah, it was a really tricky finish, um, but the team did perfect job actually whole stage. Uh, the last uh, kilometer. We lost each other a little bit, but I managed to stay in front, and, um, yeah, in the end, it's second for me. I was in good position, but uh, I think I have to be honest, and I was just beaten by a faster guy in the end. We saw your disappointment after the line. You feel like you you can win this Grand Tour stage, you feel like you're sat inside you. Yeah, I have the feeling I can for sure be up there for the win. Uh, It's my first Grand Tour. I feel I miss a little bit of power in the deep final against these guys who are uh already more grand tours and just more stage races in the legs but uh for sure i feel i can be up there for the win yeah thank you very much thank you. so as
1: jordi uh, uh, Meus. uh so but the sprint was definitely for for Jakobsen. uh there's a couple of comments here that i just want to bring uh peter i think apparently we are fence sitters so let's not sit on the fence here uh I mm-hmm. like it on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, a <laughs> nice it's a nice view. It's uh, a nice view. But question here on the nicest uh, one that he says is, uh, who is Jacobson dominating? Uh, well, is he dominating pretty much the whole field because he's in green. Yes, the field is reduced because the others left. There's the world uh, the out there. But how do you rate Jacobsen going forward? And again, you mentioned the fact that there will be probably a tussle with Cavendish in the finish oh, like, yeah. in, 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 in next, next year.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's dominating. He's dominating everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, here, at least, at the Vuelta. Um, What do you think, Gracie? I mean, how does he... We talk about, you know, the whole dynamics of de but let's strip it away and talk about Jakobsen in the sense of where does he sit with the world sprinters, with Caleb Ewan, um, Dylan Groenewegen, who has sort of made his comeback to racing this year. Um, I'm missing a couple of others, but where do you think Jakobsen will fit once we see a full contingent of sprinters racing side by side?
3: Unfortunately, we hardly ever get that proper lineup of all of them. Often they choose to go to the Tour de France or the Giro or the Vuelta. You don't get, you know, Caleb sprinting in the Vuelta very often, for example. He likes to stay in the Tour. I like to see sprinters, I guess, in two categories. You have the Sagans and the Chloe Hoskins and, back in the day, the Robbie McEwans, which could scrap it didn't need a lead out they were just tactically great they could read the finish they could win sprints on their own and then you have other guys that need that lead out i'd put bling in that category he needs a better lead out he's capable of winning sprints but he just needs more support and then when you have the combination of someone that can sprint well in their own right and then they get that lead out they're almost unbeatable and with Jakobsen he's got that great support in the finishers with Quick Step. and I'd like to see maybe one day if he gets caught out actually this stage he was kind of left a bit to fend for himself right at the end but he certainly had a lot of support there in the last few kilometers so yeah it's a it's an interesting question I guess is like how would he stack up but I think with this great streak at the welter he's going to get more opportunities so Maka I guess yeah, that's the the question. Is he going to be able to get um, a, a variety of races to really prove himself in different um, kind of
2: races?
1: Yeah, well, uh, the, the
2: uh, one is it, it's the two is the one, isn't it? For yeah. the sprinters, uh, and
1: it's- at the end of. Today, it's not Jacobson's fault that the others have gone, mm. uh, first of all. And then Demar is still here as well, and he's dominating the whole FDJ as well. So uh, I think I think on face value he's definitely dominating this Vuelta. There's, yeah, there's yeah, no, yeah. Uh, like Demar's debatable. finished, mate. He's I know, I know, up. he's, he's, he's He
2: was or something last night. <laughs> She's already. This is what I'm
1: saying. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're in my point. Anyway, let's listen from Fabio Jacobson. Fabio,
4: now it's a very happy birthday. Uh, well, uh A birthday is always a good day. Um, But uh, I'm I'm over the moon with this win. Uh, I think this is uh, what we saw today is the pack. Uh, I was dropped on the climb. The guys wait for me. They bring me back. Uh, I win the race. Uh, It was all because of them. Uh, The only thing I can do is do a short fast sprint. And uh, yeah, they, they, they did everything else today. When did you realize you were going to win? You were always confident? No, I'm never confident, but I always try. Um, because if you don't try, you never win. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really happy, and also I like to take thank, uh, take this moment. It's this my third victory uh, to thank three people that were really important in my recovery back. It's uh, Professor Meyer from Nijmegen, the hospital. Uh, Ivan van Mol, my doctor at the team, and uh, Cor van, van Rooij at home—he was my osteopath on my recovery back. So I'd like to thank those three. I love you all, and uh, this is for you.
1: Nice message to to the team that helped Fabio Jacobson to to come back to the to the leading position on on the sprint. Uh, I'm sure that those comments means a lot for the whole team. The whole team yeah, around him.
2: Yeah, totally, totally, totally. It's uh, it's still a journey for him, obviously. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's hitting milestones as he goes, isn't he? And um, he, he said his recovery or his comeback was complete after the first win. Yeah. But it's always going to be
1: there uh, in the back of his yeah. mind. Yeah. 100%. Okay, there was a breakaway before all this. Uh, it was a good break, too. Uh, yeah. Yep. Do you think that, that breakaway could have had any better luck? No. If it was done differently? No, I don't think so. Gracie,
2: we've seen all this before, haven't we? It's the script. <laughs> the script is sort of written. I mean, they had... I thought they put up a really good fight but the riding was sort of always on the wall they they needed they needed a mini miracle at the end to stay away didn't they
3: I think with this last opportunities for sprint stages, those sprint teams were going to do everything to make sure they didn't get it wrong. There's certainly been quite a few instances now of breakaways, you know, getting that little upper hand and actually winning races. And um, we've kind of coined it in the women's cycling, the Anna Kiesenhofer effect um, from the Tokyo Olympics win and that's really been happening a lot lately in men's and women's cycling is that breakaway winning races which is really cool but i think at the level of the grand tour they're not going to let those opportunities slip away
1: yeah 100 let's listen from stan the wolf from the breakaway
4: well stan tell us first the, the feeling i guess is maybe still have some adrenaline after the after what you have done on the, on the course
5: yeah i think it's uh, it's a hard uh, hard few days coming up and uh, it was the last chance for uh, for the, the break uh, for the breakaway in, uh, in my case for, for classic riders, and uh, I tried in the beginning, and then I saw we were with, with five guys, and uh, it was uh, from the beginning we saw it was difficult. But we gave it a try. We, we ride uh, quite easy to, because uh, the Paladin had uh, everything in his hands. I was quite, I was happy then that the course was uh, open on the, on the climb, and I hope to have some uh, some more guys with us. And uh, then uh, there was one guy who was coming from uh, from Lotto. And I knew for the final it would be really hard. And uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope to get to get away uh, to to do good climb and get some with three guys in front. And then maybe we had a, still a small small chance, but uh, it was difficult today. I, n- I never really believed in it, but I could I did I give it gave it a try because uh, the next two days uh, <laughs> it's nothing uh, a lot to do for me.
1: There we go. Uh,
2: he's that young guy. Uh, he's got a future. Yeah, I think that. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. He was. I thought he was brilliant. He was the last man standing. Yeah. So it was only, it was good reason that we, we just had to listen to him then. But yeah. no, watch, watch. Uh, a bit of a dad joke name. here, but
1: it's funny. We'll just bring here Stan needed the wolf pack. Like, oh. 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 See what you did, Kevin here. Oh no. oh, no. Sorry. I'm sorry we subject you to
2: this, Gracie. Oh, I'm subjecting you to Christoph. Christoph actually thinks that it's funny. He likes it.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, English is
1: not my first language. You can't use that. You can't use that as an excuse. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Okay. So that was basically the stage yesterday. We have someone in red and still in red. Uh, Let's talk about Odd Christian Akin. Um, Let's talk about him. Yes. In red. Excited to talk about him. Yeah. So let's listen to him. He he goes back to how he's feeling right now. And there's there's a bit of, there's some hints in there, which I think is not just all going to finish anytime soon.
6: Uh, Honestly, normally it's too hard uh, to survive against names like Roglic and uh, others. Uh, but uh, I have been re- feeling really good now, so I don't want to. I will, of course, try everything, and I really uh, hope I can surprise myself. But I'm not. Uh, me and the team are not uh, surprised or disappointed if I lose it there. We already, already the vuelta until now was a big success, so. Yeah, the last thing is uh, it's been really great so far. We have a really strong team and uh, if it's one, that's probably one of the my uh, strong side here uh, is the team. We have a, a really motivated and strong team. So uh, for sure, we will try, but uh, to, to stay with the jersey and to stay in DC, but uh, we know it's going to be difficult. Our best option uh, from the start was always uh, Louis Manches, but... Uh, I think uh, he still has a good possibility to finish top 10 and for myself i hope i also won't lose too much time but as i said before if i do uh, i'm not very disappointed i i have already had a really good welter.
1: yeah absolutely uh, amazing welter f- for them for that team uh, but what do you make of his chances tonight tomorrow and let's not go too much into the stage itself but mathematically it should be those two days that are very difficult for him today, tomorrow. Uh can he hang on to the red at some point today or tomorrow and what will it take? It's a very it's a million
2: dollar question. Oh. It is the million dollar question. He he should have lost the jersey two days ago, Gracie. Um in that mountain stage. He didn't think he'd keep it. He should have lost it the day before that or two yeah. days prior to that. So the other night I watched that that last mountain stage that Rafael Micah won. Um and at one point over the Category 1 climb, and I thought this was a really key point, Gracie, and I'm keen to get your thought on this, there were two Mulvey star riders left, Mus and Lopez, and there were five Intermarche riders left, including the red jersey. So I, I love to dream a little bit mm-hmm. about what could happen, and I'm going to dream a little bit about Odd Christian Eiking, that he can go further. What do you think?
3: I think if you're dreaming a little bit, then they'll be dreaming a lot at this stage. (laughs) They've done an impressive tour. It's been really cool to see not just one rider having a great um, welter, but a whole team. They're all kind of in it together. They've probably trained a lot together, which helps, but, yeah, he's climbing super well. He's got people around him to support him. Um, You know, he's got nothing to lose. It's a really big stage coming up tonight. Uh, I think Roglic's been trying to, right a bit under the radar i think he's really saving it for this last half of a week left so i think it's going to be fireworks tonight um but i think odd christian hiking going to give it a red hot crack and just lay it all out and just ride every day as if it's his last day in red
1: yeah it's and but if there's a breakaway should he be in it hey, who he, hey, uh the red jersey aching a Breakaway, yeah. No. If there's a breakaway, should they, he try no, to do it? No, they won't let him. They won't
2: let him. They won't let him go in the breakaway. But the other thing too, I don't think they're concerned about him yet. They're they're, well, they're the, G- the GC, the GC right, guys, yeah. And I don't think Roglic, Gracie, I don't think Lopez, Mass, even Jack, maybe, are that concerned about Iking. And I think there's if he holds the red jersey after tonight, I think they'll start to get a bit concerned, don't you think? And they they probably should.
3: Definitely. I think tonight will be a real tester. If he's still there in red after tonight, they've got a lot to worry about. But I think that they're not worried yet. There's some pretty hard stages and climbs to come. Tonight has a couple of really hard climbs and especially the last climb. And we haven't really seen a proper battle royale yet between the GC contenders. There's certainly been moments where they've been testing each other, but I think they're really going to have to start playing properly now.
1: Don't, yeah, don't you think they're worried about him right now? Why, why is that? Why, don't you think that they are, you know, Roglic knows the racing. Roglic already lost Tour de France's on you yeah. know, being meticulous. So, so is he, like, wh- wh- why are they not worried about him? What? What? Or are they already worried about him? This well, is why they're not going to let him go. Yeah, I, I don't think
2: they are, but maybe, maybe they are. Um, yeah, look, I think, I think, they were, they were impressed after that mountain stage yeah. that I just mentioned before. Even Bernal said the tempo was super high and it was Intermarche that were setting that tempo. Remember, yeah. they're, they're the ones that... That was the one day where they actually took control and actually had to sit on the front for, I don't know, the last 50, 60 odd mm-hmm. kilometres. Um, you know, they got, as he said, and the team have said, they've got Rain Tarame himself. they got some strong guys on that squad exactly. who have come from bigger world tour teams. Sure, they're maybe their best is past them but they're delivering their best right now yeah. and their
1: best could be good enough and you know who's leading that pack is Valerio Piva the the DS and DS of the year I think so Trophy's I think still coming <laughs> um, uh,
2: Valerio by the way y-
1: you, yeah you can vote whatever you want but Valerio uh, <laughs> Piva is DS of the year from what he's done with this team all across uh, the year let's listen to him because uh, I think he's not ruling out doing something mm. a bit special
7: I came in this team this year, so I hear a lot of things about him, uh, that he has a big talent, and he had, uh, unfortunately, not the chance because of uh, illness and problem at the beginning of the season. But after uh, we meet again together in uh, Tour de Wallonie, where he was really in shape and he was telling me that he wanted to show in the Vuelta, his capacity and uh, already in San Sebastian, world tour race he finished seventh, and then uh, in the Arctic he was second. So he came to the Vuelta really prepared and really in top shape. So he have uh, his uh, modern riders. he's uh, explosive. He is he can climb. He uh, he take position. He good. So. My discover for me is a discover because I I didn't know before, but for me as a good rider, she's a big potential. The question is, of course, now we we are fighting against the best in the world in GC, uh, and uh, we have the bigger mountain, so concentrated in three days, two days, three days. So that is the question. But we are. I think he is motivated to, to fight and the team also. So for me, he has potential, but we will see.
1: We will see indeed. So a couple of things in this. First of all, how cool is old Christian Aking when your boss is delivering that much you know, qualities about you? Well, and, you're, you're, and you're pretty, pretty happy bl- you've got a contract next year. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, thinking, okay. a- actually, actually, he doesn't want to talk about the contract th- about next year. Who? Well, it, Christian. Aikin. Yeah, This was actually in the whole press conference where he was asked that question, what's about the contract about next year? And he said, no comment on this. Uh, okay. So there, maybe, I think there, there are discussions at a minute on this, but the boss is here telling you how good you are, how awesome you are. And I'm not rooting out the fact that they've got a couple of other tricks up their sleeve, this team. Yeah, I mean, he's the man though. Yeah. He's he's the man.
2: If anyone can run, I think I think what's realistic is podium. Yeah for Odd Christian Eikin. Yeah. That, that should be something to shoot for. And it's, you know, he's got, because we've got to remind everyone and ourselves, he's actually got a 1, one minute 50 buffer mm-hmm. on Roglic. Exactly. So it's not like they're on the same time. They actually have to take some, yeah. you know, a considerable amount of time on him.
1: And Gracie, in what uh, Valerio Piva just said, uh, he mentions that uh, Akin came in super prepared to this Vuelta all the way back from a few races and uh, the Nordic races as well. He came here to do exactly... What he's doing here. Is that part of the plan, do you think?
3: For sure. I think if you're coming to a grand tour, you're going to be in your best shape possible. Uh, even the support riders these days, it doesn't have to be the Tour de France for the Giro or the Volto, it's one of their biggest targets for the year. And that's why you see if a, a big-name crashes out, his teammates can also get good results because everyone is on form because it's really important. And you have to be on form to get through three weeks of racing. As it is, it's so hard. So, yes, I believe that he's in his top shape, and it is it is really nice to, to hear it from the director and someone that's been watching a bit longer than the rest of us. Um, Maka though. I feel like I've I've heard that smaller voice before. That Italian director style speaking, it's almost giving me a bit of PTSD. I don't know about you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's um, yeah, it's look, it's intriguing at the very least. I but, think tonight's stage and tomorrow's is.
1: But there's no there's no doubt that Intermarché will remain as one of the biggest surprise of this. Oh, vuelta already. He
2: loses ten minutes tonight. Yeah, five minutes. You know. He drops down to 20th. It doesn't really matter. But I, I would really love him to at oh, yeah. least run top 10. Yeah, I think he, he's, he's earned his position there.
1: So if we look at the top 10 uh, right now, this is how it stands. So all Christian Eking is, of course, in the lead. Guillaume Martin uh, is second. Primoz Roglic is third. Mass fourth. And uh, Miguel Enkel Lopez fourth. Jack Egg is sixth. Yep. Egan Bernal seventh. And Adam Yates is eighth. The winner of the Vuelta should come from that top eight. Yes, it will come. No. It yep. will come.
2: Yeah. I don't think it'll come anywhere outside there. Gracie, I don't think there's anyone outside that top eight, eight. really. Sepkus as a real outside because he'll he'll be a plan B if Roglic fails.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's going to change too much. I think we might see a few people drop out of the top ten possibly because uh, we saw from the last night stage there's been some big crashes and people are hurting, so they're tired and they're getting injured now, which can really rock you and affect how you're gonna ride. And I'm pretty sure that um, Mass was one of the riders that came down in last night's stage pretty heavily. Um, so you never know how people are gonna to react to that type of thing as well. So I'd say it's more likely to see people dropping out of the top 10 than the actual positions changing by nature of the climbs.
1: Yeah, There's yeah, a good yeah. comment here from, uh, from Julie, if I can uh, bring it on screen. Uh, she said, uh, "Odd would just be happy to get eight days in the red, to get eight jerseys for all his teammates. Oh, that's yeah. how good that's of a true. man he is. He ate, well, he was
2: <laughs> even buying some, as we said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's more for times. the family. You
1: know? yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's true. It's, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. Look, it's time to look at the jerseys and all the standings. And who else than Belinda could do a recap of the jerseys?
8: Let's talk jerseys. Well, first up, the sprint jersey. Obviously, Fabio Jakobsen added points to his sprint point collection last night, taking the stage win on his birthday, no less. But I hope he gave the presents to his teams because they're going to have to piggyback him to the mountains if he wants to hold on to green until the end. Team classification. Go team. Uh, No one seems interested. All right. Most combative, let's talk about that. Now my Spanish is a bit rusty, but I think it means that I saw our Spaniard at the front of the race. That's the only way I can explain why Danny Navarro, who was combative in crashing into Set Van Mark, got it over Jay Vine, the Australian who I'm convinced eats concrete with his wheat fix for breakfast. He was combative with the team car, the road, the brake, taking third on the stage. I would have given him the award king of the mountains well roman baday proving he is all class rising to the top getting my balloon award he is has a firm grip on the king of the mountains classification good luck caruso getting it i uh, hope it's not a deflating experience roman and of course the red jersey classifications well it's firmly on the shoulders of the king of la welta odd oh, christian I-King, but will his rivals put him to the sword in the mountains? And will Roglic's biggest fight be against Bobby Star? Ineos, Jack Haig, or himself, Ah, all to play for in the mountains? Get excited, Couch Peloton.
1: Absolutely, excited. I think I think, uh, I think she's gone bunkers. She, uh,
2: yeah, Belinda, like the rest of us, needs a good sleep at the end of this. Walter, um, yeah. how about the props?
1: Yeah, I'm loving the props. The sword—that's just. I think <laughs> we named her Queen of the Props. I think if you guys agree, just give a comment here. She would love it. Love she's it. Queen of love the your Props, work, Belinda. Absolutely. Okay somebody else we haven't spoken or we haven't had in this program that much is J vine yeah we talked a lot about about him we tried we tried yeah yeah, we tried but we, yep. we succeeded yeah, we succeeded. yeah we did. uh he is a little three minutes so okay it's very chilled out you can sit back you know and enjoy chill with jay vine but he goes back and talks about his last two weeks and how he's feeling right now jay vine
9: you know after the crash i um i couldn't really when I hit the ground, it was, like, pure shock of no, that didn't just happen, did it? (laughs) Um, and all I can remember is trying to, trying to get going again, but not actually physically being able to. Um, like my leg was just in pure agony where my knee was. Um, and it's amazing how the the wave of pain (laughs) comes over you in different parts of your body at different times. Like the first thing to like scream out in pain were my hands and I've I've got like no cuts on them. Like I've got like two small grazes on my thumb and on my palm. (laughs) So that's pretty funny. (laughs) The support um, after stage 14 has been pretty incredible. Um, You know, I didn't think I really did anything that anyone else wouldn't have done. So, um, it's a bit, it's, it's nice. Um, especially after being an unfortunate uh, miscommunication with the car, um, but you know, I didn't really want to waste the opportunity. I you know had really good legs. Um, I put myself in the best possible position, I thought, to get a stage win for that day. So I wanted to really try and see what I could do. Um, obviously there was probably a few percentage points missing. Um, as we started that climb after my, my chase back, um, some of those, like there wasn't much of a sit and I really did have to motivate those groups to get back, um, to the, to the, the Bardet group in the front. But it was lucky that the group, that breakaway had attacked each other because then there were stepping stones to catch other riders and then bridge back across. So, you know, there were positives and negatives about the situation. (laughs) Yeah, apart from the bruising, um, the legs feel not too bad. Um, so, you know, we're going into day 17. Yeah, the legs are feeling relatively okay, which is good, good signs. Um, <clears throat> so, we'll see how this final week goes.
3: Oh, guys, when I saw him crash into the car, I gasped. It was awful. I never like to see stuff like that. And it can actually happen really easily. I've been in situations like that where you've I've not crashed, but I probably nearly would have. Uh, and it's you just have your heart in your mouth. But... After all this time talking about Jay, Christoph, it's actually really nice to hear him speak. And apart from being super relaxing, maybe he should do audio books. He comes across (laughs) as quite a humble guy and he, he sounded like he really thought about it tactically when he got back up and was, you know, trying to race for the win.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's, it's so nice to, to hear from him. And, and my massive uh, kudos to Jamie from our team, uh, but also to Brie, uh, Jay's wife, who uh, actually incidentally writes some uh, articles for the, the Cycling Central uh, website as well. But Brie got us those uh, footage and it was hard to get uh, to get this. So uh, you, only you guys have had uh, access to Jay Vine and you're right. Audiobooks books with gervain this is a business i know it's a business idea i know it's
2: it's a different breed do you even notice um like you've only really just stepped out of the sport gracie but um i feel like it's this it's the it's this new breed the new breed coming through in cycling and is it the same in the women's peloton they certainly are different to the generation that's retiring and obviously a lot different to the generation prior to that it's this new, improved breed of cyclists, I think, that they just take it all in their stride. I think Zwift has had a lot
3: to do with it, um, but just having Garmin's and Wahoo's and all of the data collection devices that we've been using for many years now, but being able to know what you should be pushing um, to be at that world tour level, I think we're getting these quite... Uh, quiet, starter, interested athletes. They're not interested in drinking all the time. They just want to, you know, knuckle down and focus on the 1% percenters. and Macca, you would have been around in that era that, you know, people would be probably drinking a whole bottle of wine after every stage of a ground tour and yes, you is. just can't really
2: get it away with is. that anymore. <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> I'm, <just laughs> I'm joking.
1: You're just not I'm waiting, waiting anymore.
2: <laughs> no, it's you're spot on. No, I think if you hit it on the head, it's that, yeah, it's – A real sort of thought process driven athlete, isn't it?
3: Definitely. Um, But in terms of that crash, I think a lot of people might have uh, said, oh, it's because he's a Zwift athlete. He doesn't have the skills to be competent in a a well-tour bunch. And I would disagree with that. Like – a lot of the riders coming through these WIFT academies now, they're, they're chosen quite carefully. They do have road experience. They race locally or nationally. They have a lot of experience on the road, not just on the trainer. And they I'm not sure about the COVID changes, but they'll have to go to a training camp with that team too. So the team has got eyes on these riders to know if they're really going to make it in the bunch or not, uh, not just yeah. based on their numbers
2: yeah, yeah i couldn't agree with you more because that that has come up in discussion already and, and actually and go, i completely kibosh that
1: but go back to the podcast we had yesterday with uh, mitch docker because he talks a lot about these changes in in generation yeah yeah and how how he lived through it because he's still in it and he saw those young guys coming and i mean there's a funny quote where he gave uh, advice to uh Michael, Jai, no, Jai hindley, uh, hindley, Jai hindley yeah. and then jay was putting at the front like mad. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> so, but
2: that's no, true i mean and the other thing too grace you You and I both know some of the best and and um, bike handlers in the world have had crashes similar to Jay's. Mm. It's just an accident. It just happens when you're trying to descend it, or you you know he was probably doing it 60 kilometres an hour, switching bins. Sometimes you just have an accident, and it's an unfortunate one. But he's fine. Yeah, he's the fine. good thing is he's he's, he's okay. fine and
1: he's chill. Tough, but will he be chilled about the stage coming up tonight? Oh, he'll be pumped. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll be pumped. Be pumped. Yeah, maybe not chilled, uh, pumped. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a look at uh, how this uh, stage looks. Uh, it looks a bit like a, a denture. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> you said denture. The first
2: two climb, well, not the first two. The second and third climb. So that the first of the three big ones. It's the same climb. They do it twice. Okay. And then, of course, the mythical. Yeah. Lagos de Covadonga. I like the accent. Mythical, mythical. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> when you say mythical, it's special. It's like Mont Ventoux, exactly. <laughs> well, like Ventoux is mythical, isn't it? <laughs> um, this is a. It's it's a tricky climb because there's some super steep pinches and then it flattens out. Super steep pinches. It's a really. I haven't t- seen too many climbs like this, Gracie. It's uh, it's classic northern Spain climbs. They like the Angluloo. It's uh. Yeah, this is going to be a tricky one. It looks awful to me. I would have
3: hated it as a cyclist. It's not my jam at all. But it's certainly going to make for great viewing tonight with the GC battle. It looks super steep in sections. It looks super steep for the whole bloody way, I'm going to say. But uh, Mm. I think it's going to really test the legs of everyone. Everyone's tired now. No one's fresh. So Mm -hmm. it's an interval session without... They don't even have to attack much to make it hard because it's just steep pitch after steep pitch. That's what's going to break people, I think. And there there will be attacks on top of that.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know who right. can win this one? I think, or we can actually go far. It's Roman Bardet. Yeah, he can. He yeah. can.
2: He take, and you know what? He can win it from the break. Definitely, mm-hmm. how he did the other day. But I actually think he's going well enough to win it yeah. from the peloton yeah. potentially.
5: Let's listen to him, Romain Bardet.
1: About tonight,
5: there are two really big uh, big days coming up. So yeah, hopefully I will be good tomorrow. It's hard to say because yeah, I think everyone start really to feel the party
4: I know the briefing uh, will be done only tomorrow morning, but what is the plan really for the, for you for this KOM uh, goal for the other goals? Yeah, well, honestly, uh,
5: I have no idea. We we'll try to recover from today, and uh, we will see. Uh, I will have to check first the the the, the parcours, the, the climb, and the, the average, and then try to.
1: The plan. Hey Gracie, question for you Poker face or not for Romain Bardet? You cannot tell me Romain is entering the third week of the Vuelta not knowing about those two climbs, honestly.
3: All I can think about is Belinda's blue balloon and him feeling a bit <laughs> deflated about that's what he's chasing. So, yeah, definitely a poker face. Um, he seems like he's getting better in the tour. So, uh, like you said, he could go for the stage win tonight uh yet to be seen whether that will be from a break or from the peloton um i think that a breakaway has a lot of opportunity today to get away um, so I'd say if there is a break going, he's going to try and be in
2: it. Yeah, 100%. and I, and, and Micah, I'd say he's the big challenger for that polka dots. This is where uh, the where, day. This is where the challenge is. Yeah, I think so. I think so.
1: Every um, stage is of course live on SBS, uh, Viceland and SBS On and via the Tour Tracker, and way earlier today. Oh, well, we uh, I brought in my packed dinner. I, I, I was organized. organized. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm super organized tonight. <laughs> I know. I've got my
2: jacket, got my packed in to put in the microwave. He's on, mate. 8.10, I believe we are on the tracker. 9, I've got it here. 9.35 on Viceland and On Demand. So we've got you covered, Couch Peloton. It's going to be a, big a one.
1: brilliant, brilliant stage. Absolutely, tonight, tomorrow. The two stages not to miss. Thank you, Gracie, to, uh, uh, for joining us today in a, in a Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Thanks, guys, and good luck tonight, Macca.
2: Thank you, and um, yeah, keep those UGG boots on, wrap a blanket <laughs> around
1: you, settle in. <laughs> Will do. Uh, thank you, Maka. Thank you, thank you very much. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast, and uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at uh, Zwift. The Vuelta is nowhere near finished, so we'll be here, same place, same time tomorrow, but until then... It's bye for now.
0: Before we go, a quick word from our sponsors, Zwift. La is all about climbing, so why not try Geraint Thomas's athlete workout? Fun is flying uphill. A great pillar of any climbing is muscular endurance, and believe me when I say that's what you'll get. Testing yourself on training plans alongside world-class cyclists is what makes Zwift so exciting. I can't wait to show my mates the fitness I've been able to build at home. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Right on.